very, very important for me to understand, hey, look, how am I setting myself up to make sure that I'm not a sheep, that I'm what? A lion. Hey, this is Blake Sloan. I've been selling real estate over 14 years. Our team of highly trained professionals, along with our unmatched marketing, has sold thousands of homes here in the Myrtle Beach area, and this is how we do it. I'll talk about ways to kind of frame ourselves before the final close and increase your certainty. So if you get a sales call, whatever it is, most important part here, I've talked a little bit about this before, but I do think we're missing this a lot. And it has to do with that lion thing that we were talking about earlier, which is why I put this in here to talk about. So this is getting ready for a sales call, for making my calls, for my presentation, for whatever it is. If it's a virtual presentation, same thing. Listening presentation, same thing. Right? It's very, very important for me to understand, hey, look, how am I setting myself up to make sure that I'm not a sheep, that I'm what? A lion, right? Very, very important to understand. So we always want to make sure we frame ourselves up before the call or the presentation or whatever it is in that scenario, right? And so that's the most important part. We have to understand that the first thing you have to go before this, number one, what's happened in the pre-frame? That would be the phone call. What things have they gotten before? So have they gotten videos from me, testimonials from me? Have they seen my previous happy clients? Have they seen videos about me? Right, whatever it is, uh, it's important to understand what the pre-frame is. And also, this comes into the pre-frame where? At the property. So I'm setting up what's gonna happen. Here's the deal. I'm setting the stage, they know a decision's gonna be made at some point, or their mind is open. So one of the, hey look, how are you guys searching their properties now? Great, you know, let me ask you this, because I can show you a better way, it's much more effective, much more efficient. Is that something you might be interested in? They say yes, what's that called? Pre-frame, right? That's a pre-frame for me in how I operate in that scenario and what it is, right? I gotta make sure the pre-frame, AK, that's called the setup. Now, here's a key part I haven't talked this before. I think this is a very, very important part that I think that we all need to make sure we're getting into. Number two, how are you setting up the persona? How are you setting the persona? What do you think that means? How am I setting up the persona? This is a big aha I had that I think that does help. In this scenario, there's also the word out here that says personage. How are you getting into character before your presentation, before you walk in that door, before you knock on that door for that listing presentation? How are you getting into character before you actually go in there? What does that mean? Yes, what's your pregame ritual that puts you into power? What's your ritual, right, to help you get into character that you're doing to, to call that savage lion to you and you're having to anchor to do it? For me, I put my folder in the same exact way, all my stuff in the same exact way. If I'm going to listen to presentation, I listen to music, get me pumped up, whatever it was, to make sure that I'm able to find what? The savage lion that I got to bring to make sure that I can deliver the certainty to the client they need in that process. Most people are rolling in week with no persona, with no energy, with nothing that puts them in the point to be who they need to be when they walk into a presentation. Which means what? You have no swag in how you walk into the room. And so what's your persona or your thing that you do to bring you into that position? What are you doing to anchor in your mind that way for you to pull and call in, right, that savage lion that anchors you? We're missing a lot of that. And the same thing with your telephone calls. Right, what are you doing to get in that, in that scenario? Right, I'd always be standing up before with loud music and they'd answer, I hit mute and just roll through my stuff. But I had these things I would anchor, certain things I'd do to get me into that version. And that's something I forgot about a lot, right? And that, what are you doing daily to get yourself in that persona? Yeah, tough day, but you get face to face with that client, what do you gotta do? You gotta find your persona. 
a.k.a. your character, a.k.a. your savage line. If you aren't doing this today, make up. This is your number one takeaway from today is you got to do this going forward. Why? Because they need your certainty. They need to borrow your certainty when you're face to face with them in that room, in that kitchen, whatever it may be. Yes, because why? They need to feel your heart. But they need and sense and really crave your urgency as a salesperson. Sorry, your certainty as a salesperson. Right? Third piece of this, I think, which is really important, is the intention. The intention. This is not hot for me, too. The intention. Right? Here's our plan today. Here's how we're going to spend our time today. So if I'm at, that would be the intent statement going into the property, right? That also be if I'm on a phone call, if I'm sitting face to face with a buyer, if I feel that you're a fit and that we can help you, right? I'll make an offer work together today. The only thing is a simple yes or no if you feel it's a fit as well, right? Here's the same thing. Where are people dropping the ball? Where are you guys not doing this at? And I talked about this a while ago. I forgot about it. What did you say? Uh, properties. properties. So if I got somebody out of town, what most people do is they're not setting an intent statement about what they're doing. Hey, look, we got five properties to look at today. Here's how we're going to spend our time together. Here's what I want us to do. We're going to walk in each property. I want you to tell me if you like it, if you love it, right? If you don't like it, right, you tell me immediately. Guess what we're going to do? Turn around and walk out. But if you tell me this is the one, right, you let me know right then. We're going to make sure we can take action quickly, make sure you guys get the property. But here's the deal. Look at these five properties today so that you guys can make a decision on which one's the best one for you. What does that do? Yeah, but also, so I'm framing them with those five properties that we're looking at these five properties today with an intention to make a decision on one of them. What I've noticed is it makes them focus on the conversation and the properties I'm looking at at a higher level. So when everything's put together that, hey, look, we're going to make a decision today either way, a yes or no, it makes the, the intensity that much higher and their focus that much higher versus a lot of times if I don't make that intense statement, we look at five properties, what happens at the end? They will look at five more because why? They enjoyed it. For them, it's fun. They like looking at properties. They've been watching HGTV. They can now play like they're in HGTV, and they love that. You deserve it because guess what? You set the boundary for them. There is no boundaries. We'll just look at houses all day for three weeks. Or you can set the intent and say, look, we're going to hit these five properties today. We have one intention today is to find your dream house for you all, and I want you guys to make a decision today which one you think is the best one for you. Sound fair enough? Great. Boom. Now the intent is there, and the focus is there for that scenario. So I cannot st skip that step if I'm showing properties. You guys with me on this? Very important part. Almost done here in a second. Right? So that's kind of the first ones together. One, two, three. Right? Number four. And this is um, that showing properties one, you know, is different. This, this is going to be like a presentation kind of, so to speak. This is when I'm closing them. Right? Number four, the fourth piece is here has got to be on the pain. 90% of everything I talk about needs to be on the pain. Why? It's scary. It's uncomfortable. And most people won't look at their own pain. 
They're so sedated on everything around them, from Netflix to Facebook to Instagram to weed, alcohol, whatever it is. Most people are so sedated they can't go and access the pain and be able to find pain in other people. So after you master understanding the pain and be willing to go to the depths of darkness to understand what their true pain is. Because that's how I influence as a leader. People crying, upset, and you, you want to get to that point because that's how you influence people. And that's how they finally make a move because we talk about most people live on this drip of sedation. Your clients who were on this thing before, the reason they didn't get to this pain point earlier and this box pop up because they're sedated in their lives. Drugs, alcohol, Netflix, TV, news, whatever it is. And so this problem came up which made them take action. Have to be able to do what? Make the most of that problem and help them understand what their true pain is and take them to that pain so they feel it. Does that make sense? Be willing to take them to the pit to help influence there in that scenario. Fourth part. Possibility. Our presentation is designed the same exact way. Oh, sorry, it's fifth part. Just kidding. Number six is the path. Number seven is sign. That's a process. Pre-frame, make sure I'm a persona, right? Make sure I set the clear intention, the pain part. Make sure most of my stuff is spent here on this. And in the meantime here, they need my presence overall and the promise. The promise is what I deliver to them. My presence is me holding energy, holding space, holding certainty so that they can believe, understand, and know that I'm the one that cares about them and I'm the servant leader. The servant leader part is what's connected to this frame here, which is why I taught that the first part. I'll teach one last part that goes with this pain here to help you guys open up to what that is. And we don't move on, and i got a lot more next week, but it's important. Most people refuse to feel the pain in their feelings, which is why people blow up and things happen, right, whatever it is. But here's why a lot of people aren't signing with you or whatever happens or why you got to be able to do. There's a, a frame of yes and a frame of no. I'll teach you guys on the frame of yes today. This is a frame of yes. What that means is here's how I get them to yes. First part of that I need to do, this is, this is pain. Right? Is I have to, number one, I have to bring them out of their safety. What does that mean, you think? Take them out of their comfort zone. Yeah. Right? I have to have a conversation about how they're showing up, what's going on. Right? There's a pain that's not necessarily common, but unique to them. Now, how do I do that? There's two ways to do that. How do I do it? Two ways. Yep. Number one is going to be questions. Number two, you can also say lead. Now, an example of leading would be say, hey, well, actually, I'm not sure about you all, but here's some common problems I've noticed with some of our past clients. What am I doing there? I'm leading them to say, look, and I need to understand I'm fishing for this is the true pain or not, because they're not going to tell you they're on the brink of divorce. 
But I can tell a third-party story about, hey, look, I know this may not be you guys, but what I've noticed with my clients is they may be experiencing X, Y, Z. When they're comfortable and in their comfort zone, they're not going to make the right decision they need to make. Why? Because they're comfortable. Very, very important piece. So my job as a salesperson here, as a leader, is to bring them. Here's the thing. If I'm coaching somebody, same exact thing. i got to bring them out of their comfort and understand the pain. Hey, look, man, you only got one penny deal right now. You usually had 10. Right? Whatever it is in that scenario, it's important for us to look at in that piece. Right? What pain is there? And here's the thing. For me to understand that, I need to be very good at understanding the pain of my clients. On a micro level and a macro level. What's a macro level mean? What's that? Like, what is the same pain that a lot of my clients have? If I know from Ohio, what do I know about Ohio? The wintertime is miserable. They want to have a beach. They visualize themselves on the beach, right? They want to see the sunrises. There's all these things I understand, and so I need to be able to generalize and understand what most of their pains are. Ohio's a great spot. They love it. They spent X amount of years there, but there's a reason they want to be here. And for me, it's not about them wanting to be here. It's about the pain they have in Ohio, and my job is to find that. Does that make sense? There's limitations back home where they are, which I think is super important. So you have to have the courage to bring them out of safety and their comfort zone. Now, second part, once I do that, though, I got to be able to have the courage. I need to have these things here. I need to be able to give them some answers. What does that mean, you think? Solutions to their pain. Yeah, if I'm bringing them into pain... I got to be able to have some solutions. What can solution, how can solutions be a part of that? Here's how I help John and Mary do it. Right? Here's how I help so-and-so do it. Whatever it is, I'm going to have some answers. And hey, look, I have some people who are in the same exact scenario as you. And what they found was it wasn't that hard. You know, whatever the scenario is, I got to be able to bring answers in that scenario. You guys with me on this? Very, very important piece here in that. Now, the thing they're going to lean on and need the most, and if I don't get the yes, I don't have enough of it, I must have massive certainty here. Certainty. When they start opening up and start crumbling, what do I need to do? Do I react weird? Do I get uncomfortable? Most people get uncomfortable when people get uncomfortable. I maintain massive certainty, massive energy. Tell me more about that. Tell me more about that. Can't believe they did that to you. Tell me more about that. Right? And I need them to have the certainty. So for me to get a yes, they have to be able to feel this and have this in that scenario. Other thing here is possibility piece. So for them to get the yes here, I have to bring them outside their comfort zone, right? Understand the pain, help them really be a part and be in agreement that there is a problem and they need to solve it. I'll say it again. I need them to be 100% in agreement. There is a problem and they need to solve it. You guys with me on this? I provide the answers to them that they understand. And here's the thing. They believe and understand that I'm the guy or the girl that's got the answers. Very important piece here, right? Now, the certainty, they feel the certainty in me and feel that, and they believe actually in the possibility of what I have to offer. 
And they're 100% in certainty that this must be solved now. And one thing I mentioned, forgot to mention here is on this possibility, I must be an artist. What does that mean, you think? What kind of picture? A vivid picture. I need to be very, very good at understanding my skill set in a world of an artist and how good am I at helping them understand what their actual future is going to look like. Well, hey, John and Mary, this is how I'm going to get you here in retirement and help you be able to see that sunrise you've been dying to see every single morning. The one you told me you've been wanting to have for the last five years, but haven't been able to get down here and get it. Now, guess what I'm doing? I'm speaking Mary's language because this is how I'm vividly painting what she wants or what he wants in their scenario, which is the opposite of that piece there. You guys with me on that? Very important piece here. The last little piece is I'll give you is the number one reason why your clients say no. This is why your client tells you no. This is probably the one I should have taught on. Number one, you're unclear. What was that? Unclear. This is more important than the other one is why I said it. What does that mean? Unclear. The reason your client tells you no, you're unclear. You're unclear in your tonality. You're unclear in your offering. You're unclear in your product. You're unclear in what you actually offer them. So am I clear or unclear in my tonality? Am I clear in my, my process? Am I clear? In, here's the deal. That's why it's so important to go back and listen to your calls, listen to your presentations. Very, very important piece there on that in that scenario, right? Try to think of an example of that uh, in, in that scenario. You ever had like the math teacher go through and teach something complicated and then you had a question about it and you called, you, you rose your hand, you answered the question and the, he or she told you part of it, they didn't answer your question at all and they kept teaching and guess what you thought? You're still stuck on your question about you had that happened, you know, four different things ago. It's the same thing your client does. They're just not telling you. They don't raise their hand. And so where am I unclear in my presentation? Where am I unclear in my, my data? Whatever it is, big, big point there. Number two, we didn't leave their anxiety. So if we did the pain right, we brought their anxiety, but we did not actually relieve that. Right? The anxiety we induced, left, we left them in it, right? There are questions that were asked, and they're lost. One thing I wrote down I think is important is that the question marks compounded. You can watch sometimes in your presentation. If your client looks confused, guess what? They definitely are. So it's my job to back up and do what? Simplify. And relieve that anxiety they have in that scenario. Very, very important part. Very, very important part there. Right? So if they say no at that point, a lot of times I induced anxiety and left them in it, which is very important. Third piece here is fear. This is one that we really underestimate a lot. Right? They are fearing to trust you. You ever have that, that client, you feel like they love you, everything's good, they're going to sign like crazy or bow with you. This happens a lot in listings. Best buddies, they're going to think about it, call them back the next day, and what happens? They trusted them more than you, that's it. That's it, right? They trusted that person more, and so how good am I at making sure that they trust me, right? Here's the thing, they're trusting the news instead of you, their scarcity leaves them in fear, Right? We have somehow left them in a place of fear. And the fear they have can be from us, 
or from agents or from the news or from the market crashing, whatever it is, that's the key part there that's important. And last one's a secret killer, which I want to talk about and be done with it, is anticipated regret. What that means? Anticipated regret. This is a good one. And this is one that only really the, the absolute best closures get. Anticipated regret. What's that mean? In a way, it's, it's similar to that. It's connected to that. What else? Yeah, that's in a way. It's, it's, it's close. This is powerful, right? Anticipated regret is that they've been conditioned. Uh, they, so they condition themselves. It's a habit they have that, that's basically that they're left to have regret. They've been let down so many times in their life prior by previous people. They're anticipating the letdown from you. Say it again. They've been let down so many times in life by other people. They're anticipating it in you. And I think sometimes what we do, we don't defend against that enough. Yeah, hey, look, I know that you probably don't know me that well. We've just been here for, for 90 minutes so far. But I feel that I can truly help you and I truly care about you and your outcome. And I'm going to guarantee you right now, you can trust me and trust my team to make sure we take the absolute best care of you. Do you guys agree? Yeah, but I think it's important that they need to know. Because what do they say, though? If I show them other people and I leave them hanging there, what happens? Well, they help them, but not me. Why? Why is it? This is important. Why is that? Why do they still do that when they shouldn't logically? Why do they watch your videos of 75 people that had a great experience and still can sound with somebody with one, that sold one house? They don't trust you, and here's the thing. They have this thing called anticipated regret that has to be with the way they've been conditioned their entire life. Their father let them down. Their mother let them down. The last agent they had let them down. You know what? The last agent that's kind of looked like you. Right? You don't know, but that's the shit they think about. And so I think it's very, very important for us to understand that we have to be able to defend against this thing called anticipated regret. I read through the lines. I understand they are, but I think that there's a great close at the end. If you feel there's a, a mistrust of you, you got to attack it and say, hey, look, I know you don't know me that well. I know you just you know, came through XYZ radio or listen to Blake, whatever it is, but I know that you may not feel that you can fully trust me, but I just want you to know that my 200 plus clients, whatever, my 150 plus clients last year, absolutely trust me and love me, and you guys are going to absolutely love me as well. So get past that part again. And how do I finish it? By telling them what I'm going to personally do for them. I want you to know that. I want you to know that. Blank. I have your best interests at heart and that you can trust me. That's the extra piece that we left. And here's the thing I wrote down the note. We'll be done. It's a habit that they have that we left on the table. It's a habit that they have that we left on the table, meaning that it has nothing to do with us. It has to do with how they've been conditioned their entire life not to trust people. And we left that on the table and that's why they didn't go with us or buy with us or stick with us or they signed an agreement with me to buy something and never call back again. And I think that's a big, big thing on our listing side is that I got to make sure if they tell you a bad story about an agent, guess what you better believe? They have a lot more. If they had previous agents that let them down, I have to understand I cannot worry about anticipated grab. I've got to make sure I kill that. Any questions about that? There's a lot today. But we're done with that, and we'll go through taking them one takeaway. Some people took different things based on where you are. 
Some take different things based on buyer seller stuff, but I, I think this is a deeper level and here's the thing we're just getting started in this whole process.